We're in 1 John chapter 4. Yay, we made it. Uh, I've been going real slow. Uh, nobody's fine kind of been giving me grief about that. One, we're only meeting for an hour rather than an hour and a half. Uh, two, this is kind of like really sacred. Uh, he's saying, Adam, duh, the Bible is. I know, I know, right? But it's, um, I, I don't know, it, it impacts us where we live. I've just been not feeling any rush to get anything accomplished. You know, so there you have it. Okay, First John chapter 4, but before we start in here, let's just, in a few announcements, we're going kayaking after if you haven't got the <laughs> the message you'll have to catch us next time but i think we got about 12 of us right i think the first time we ever did we had like 14 or 15 but not as many since and now we have 12 again that's good i think well, yeah we'll go in the right direction it's kind of cool kind of fun um uh we got other stuff planned you know last uh year we hiked um guitar nine works i think we'll do that again but i think i'll wait a little later in the season just, you know wait for the colors to change a little bit. I think it'd be kind of fun if we do that. But anyway, uh, so I, I got a few other things bouncing around in my head, but that's uh, after church today. And that's, what else you got to know about that? Nothing, right? Okay. Um, there's something else. No, I guess it's gone. Because uh, we're not doing bulletins right now because paper and because COVID and, right? So, a lot of our analysis on Facebook keep you know keep you posted that way. Okay, we're in First John chapter four. I'm going to read the first six verses. I'm afraid that's as far as we'll get this morning because there's a lot here. And if I run right through it and try to get in like twelve or thirteen or fourteen verses, I don't know if we we'll cover it real well. So we're going to do the first six verses. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every man that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. God, we pray that right now the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of God would lead us into all truth. And Lord, if there be any among us who are hazy in some of these concepts, the spirit of God break through to their heart, that that deep that calleth the deep, the place where only you can speak, speak into their lives, speak into their hearts, and make a difference here this morning to the end result that ones would be saved if there's those among us who are not saved. We ask it in Jesus' name. Now, if you remember last week, we didn't really cover verse 24 because I kind of ran out of time, to be honest with you. And I think... In retrospect, let's jump back up to 24 of chapter 3. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. That's to say, if you keep God's commandments, you dwell in God. And he in him. And that's to say, God dwells in us. How do we know that? If we're keeping his commandments. And this whole book has been about, okay, how are you living? What are you believing? And uh, are you fellowshipping with God and fellowshipping with one another? In other words, is love a priority in your life? And he's going down, he keeps drilling down deeper and deeper in those, those, those places. 
how, what do you believe? What do you believe about God? How are you living? Because living and believing go hand in hand. And then love. You say, well, love is already about what you believe and, and how you live. Yeah, but it's kind of only a separate category in its importance because I believe all the right things and I'm a judgmental, holier than thou, horrible human being to be around, but I, I tick all the boxes theologically. <laughs> yeah, speak the truth in love. Well, I, I can't speak in love, I'll just speak it. No, the other option is shut up, nobody wants to hear if you're not a loving person. So love is kind of a separate category. So those three things, what you believe, how you behave, and if you're loving or not, and fellowshipping with God and fellowshipping with one another. Those are kind of the, the things that he keeps. And so he's talking here, he's a keep his commandments, he's a fellowship with God, and God is in him. He's in God and God's in him. And hereby we know that he is living in us, that he abideth in us, by the spirit which he has given us. Now how do we know that he's given us a spirit that we're abiding in him and keeping his commandments? The next six verses. We're going to define that. So I thought, like, the best way to, to do that is go right ahead. Now, I want us to understand something, because I, I'm afraid the Church of Jesus Christ, in, the, in, in 2020, I just date-stamped this for anyone who's listening later on, okay? They'll say, oh, this is old news if they're listening to this five years from now. I'm, I think five years from now, I think it puts us somewhere in the tribulation. That's my thinking. Am I right about this, wrong? About this? Adam, no man knows the day to the hour. I don't either. But I always think, like, the rapture could be today. And I think that belief in that serves me very well. I'm not one to procrastinate because of that. And I'm not one to live loose moral because of that. And I'm not one to, like, you know, I, I want to reach my whatever with the gospel. Today's a good day for that. Tomorrow, maybe not. I mean, if the rapture happens at 2 o'clock this afternoon, all the people we're planning on talking with, all of a sudden, they're left behind. I just like to... Keep real short accounts with the Lord. I don't. I don't even buy green bananas. Okay, I'm just. That's just me. Okay. Uh, I got a few verses to read because I don't know if we understand exactly where we are historically. Jesus said in Matthew 24. This is a sermon on the um, the Olivet Discourse. This is what he's talking about when he's coming back, and he's talking about the signs that lead up to that. And he says this: "And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold." Is that true? Well, judge for yourselves. Uh, he says in John 16, 2, They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. I don't know if that is that anything you can tie to current events. I'm, I'm not sure. I wish I had a good example. Hmm. Uh, John said, when I say that, I mean the examples are myriad. I'm, that's facetious. You get that, right? Okay. Uh, John, later on in the same chapter, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I want you to understand something. Be of good cheer. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. But the part that I want to emphasize there is in this world you shall have tribulation. Now, we haven't had it here in America until recently. You know, you're walking around with a target on your back. Do you know that? Or you just kowtowing to the point where, hey, hey I'm fine. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll genuflect Black Lives Matter. Anything you sell, and I'm, I'm good with. Oh, people can be girls and boys, and anyone can marry. Yep, I'm on board. Whatever. And there's churches, and I mean like churches where people historically have been for Jesus Christ and for the gospel who are really confused on these things. Yeah, homosexuality is okay now. It used to be a sin, but now it's okay. 
They have it from pulpits. Am I the only one hearing this? Let's keep moving. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 say this. Now the Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit in 1 John 4. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot eye and forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat. So in the last time the Spirit's saying expressly, then in the latter times, there's going to be apostasy, people departing from the faith, and giving heed to seducing spirits. Why are pastors saying homosexuality is okay? Why do Christian pastors perform homosexual weddings? Because some are departing from the faith. I mean, we just read it. Some are giving heed to seducing spirits. Because a lot of the churches are, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening is what's prescribed, what's prophesied, what's already spoken about. How do, you, how do we not know these things? So we shouldn't be walking around going, oh, I can't believe all this. No, I can't believe that God would not tell us what was going to happen. This is, this is scheduled. This is like right in the flow of where God's going with the, the, the consummation of the age. And it shouldn't take us by surprise, others perhaps, but not Bible people, right? Second uh, Timothy three one. This also, this know also that in the last days perilous times will come, and that's the part where it talks about you know unthankful, unholy, uh, implacable, unmerciful, uh, with people aren't obedient to parents, they're lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God, and it's a whole long litany there. And I thought I wouldn't read the whole thing, but you know this: in the end times, perilous times shall come. We in perilous times, you do have a TV set. You do listen to something going on, right? You do know that cities in America are burning and, and things of this nature. You know that if you're right with Jesus Christ, you're wrong politically in every other way. You do know that. You do know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not welcome in your workplace. It's certainly not welcome in the schools you're attending. It's, it's, it, it's taboo. It's a bad thing. It's a horrible thing to bend your knee to Jesus Christ and say, yeah, he's my God and Savior. That is the worst thing that a person could be in America right now. Almost worse than a racist is to be... And by the way, racism is a horrible thing. You, you, I, I've said that, and I've said that, and I've said that. We all agree that. that. I'm shouting in an echo chamber. There's nobody here debating that racism is horrible. Okay? But having said that, let's keep moving. Uh, the, the last days, perilous times shall come. Uh, First Peter goes on to say this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, is to try you as though some strange thing happening. Why do you think it's so strange? Again, if we're Bible readers, we should know. Hey, this is scheduled. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, For the time will come when they will not endorse uh, sound doctrine. Boy, I wish I could illustrate that to you. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. I, I don't like the way it says that in King James. I should have probably downloaded another version there. But they, they're going to heap to themselves, because they have itching ears, they're going to heap, heap to themselves, teachers will scratch where they're itching, is what it's saying. Uh, I have itching ears, and this is what I want to hear, and if you tell me that I'm all right, and my sin is good, and that I'm just every, like, you know, this, uh, that's what I want to hear. And so I'll, I'll, I'll heap, to myself, teachers that will tell me this. And that's what it's saying is happening. Now, we are different. Take all that and put that against 
overlay that with where we're going here this morning in 1 John. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Okay, everyone does that because to believe in this is to not believe the exact opposite. I said racism is, is evil. So if you think racism is good, you believe the exact opposite, right? You can't believe both opposite things. There are some who try to do that. It becomes laughable, though. I mean, they can't live in a world like that. I believe in gravity, and it kind of affects the way I do, especially at heights. And if I don't believe in gravity, I'll, I'll, I'll meet up with reality. You know what I mean? That's the kind of silly uh, thing, but, but theology works the same way. Exact opposites can't both be true. Uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is God. Well, um, you say, I don't believe Jesus Christ is God. That's opposite, but we can't believe both. You see what I'm saying? Either he's deity or he's not deity. Uh, and again, people try to elasticize. Oh, it's just what you believe as long as you're sincere. Wait, what? Being sincere makes you sincere. And I think sincere, all, all told, is good. But you go to stand before Jesus Christ, the judge of the whole universe. I sincerely didn't believe he was God. He says, you sincerely go right to hell. You're saying, Adam, that's hard. No, it's Bible. And my heart breaks when I say things like that because I, I never met the man, I never met the woman who I sincerely want to go to hell. The, 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 the agape, the love of many shall wax cold. Uh, Matthew chapter 24. Not in this heart. And that's a, a choice that we make, okay? That you can, you can you use... Love is so unnatural. You can use what's happening as an excuse to not love. Don't let it happen to you. The love of many, not the love of all. We we want to be the exception to that. What Jesus is saying, and He accepts by the say, by saying many, not everyone. But let's keep moving. Don't believe every spirit. Try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. He equates prophets with spirits. You're speaking on behalf of the Holy Spirit, or you believe uh, speaking on behalf of an unholy spirit when you prophesy. Am I prophesying right now? Yes. According to Scripture, because we always think of prophecy, prophecy as telling the future. Prophets do that, but scripturally, a prophet is one who speaks forth, not tells the future. And so when it says in like First Thessalonians chapter 5, despise not prophesying, don't despise the the, the teaching of the Word of God is another way we could put that. Like what I'm doing now, I'm prophesying. Is there a spirit involved in what I'm doing? Always. Always. Oh my goodness, yes. Well, how do you know with the right one? Because it's really, really important. Well, we'll get there, okay? But all teaching, theology, is involving a spirit. Let's, let's, let's find out what that's all about. Hereby we know the Spirit of God, Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. You're saying, well, I believe Jesus Christ, human, was, yeah, I believe in a human called Jesus Christ. So I guess I'm of the spirit of God. Not exactly. He's going to qualify this. And by the way, I'm going to develop what he's saying here, because, and I'm not going to add to it. I'm just going to say what John's saying, okay? Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is a spirit of Antichrist. Nothing ambivalent here. Black or white, no gray. And this is a spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. As I look at the world, what I see is a tremendous groundswell of the Antichrist spirit 
globally. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know what you're seeing. And it's, but it's always been here, according to this. Back when this was written inside of, I, I think John doesn't live to see A.D. 100, okay? So, you know, people think like uh, Revelation written in A.D. 96, uh, thereabouts. So in the first century, A.D., the spirit of Antichrist, according to John, is already in the world. What's the spirit of Antichrist? Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. One, he's combating a certain theology of the day. And the, the, it's called, I don't even know if I, how much I want to get into this and get like derailed from where we're going, because it's not something that we really... There were those people called Gnostics, and they believed that, you know, one, uh, flesh is bad, spirit is evil, so uh, Jesus Christ was like spirit, pure spirit, okay? And like he didn't like leave footprints when he walked on the sand. The spirit, the, the Christ spirit came on Jesus at baptism and left him at the cross. And that's what they believe. And John is saying, no, uh, definitely no. Shake your head, that's a foolish, silly idea. And he's specifically addressing that. But in that, he's addressing a lot of things. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus, one, is the Christ. Think about even, no, I, I even skipped a part. First, you've got to believe in Jesus. Say, yeah, I, I believe in a, a guy named Jesus. That's not what he's talking about here. His name is already a sermon. His name means yod heh vav -Hey, Jehovah, as we would say, or Yahweh, better pronounced, right? That God, the God of the Bible, the one who spoke everything into existence, he saves. That's what Jesus' name means. Jehovah is salvation. Okay? Uh, and so first we have to believe that. Now we have to believe, two, he's the Christ. Some of us use it like as his last name, you know. Uh, no. Um, if this were Hebrew, it would be Mashiach. We say Messiah. Hamashiach, the Messiah, okay? Uh, Yeshua Hamashiach. You've heard that in, in Jewish circles. They... Who, uh, Jews who believe in Jesus Christ, they say Yeshua uh, Hamashiach, Jesus the Messiah. You have to believe he's the Messiah. What does that mean? You have to believe that he came to earth to save us from our sins. And what it's saying here, again, is that he came, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Verse 2, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. That tells us something. He didn't just get born like you and I get born. Okay, there's there's a, a sperm and an egg, and then there's, you know, conception, and then nine months later, a little, little human being pops out, right? That's, th th we all got that, right? That's, what, biology, five-year-olds, no. Or, I don't know, fifth grade, I meant, not five-year-olds. Little, little young for five-year-olds. I think they're still in cabbage patch and stalks, I don't know. But listen, we understand that, and that's what happened to Jesus, right? No, Jesus was pre-existing. He came. He was in glory. He, he's the creator. Multiple uh, verses. We've talked about that many times in the past. Uh, uh, you know, there's more verses in Scripture to prove that Jesus Christ is God, to pr proving the divinity of Jesus Christ, 
than to prove that Father God is God. Now, don't get me wrong. Father God is God. We believe, we're Trinitarians here. We believe in triune Godhead. And I, I don't have time to develop that. It'll be in this chapter later on next week. Week after. I'm not exactly sure how many verses we're going to get next week. So here's, here's the thing. So you believe in that. Jesus is salvation. That he is the Messiah. That he came to earth to die for us. And that's what he's developing here. He's not talking about some historical figure. Well, I believe in the historical Jesus. I'm all set. No. No. As a matter of fact, what you believe makes the difference where you spend eternity. Now, Scripture says that. I'm not being hard. I'm just saying. What, uh, listen, all I do, I, all I'm going to do is tell you what the Bible says. Whether you accept it or not, fine. Whether it makes you upset or not, fine. I, I'm just going to tell you what it says. Whether you embrace Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world makes all the difference. Whether you believe in his divinity except makes all the difference. We have these people, Jehovah's Witnesses, they come to our door and knock on it, usually while we're eating supper, right? And they come and they tell us, you know, Kingdom Hall, and you've got to do this and all this stuff, and you've got to live a certain way, and if, it, if you do good enough, you'll go to heaven, and if you don't, you won't. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. You say, oh, I, they talk about Jesus Christ. I know they believe in Jesus. Yeah, they believe he's Michael the archangel. He's the first created being. Our scripture tells us he's the creator. Is there a difference there? A huge one. Can you buy into their doctrine and still go to, still go to heaven? I don't know. No. No. This isn't Adam being harsh. This is Adam being, telling you what the Bible says. So we have Mormons. Anyone know a Mormon? Best people in the world. Nice and so polite and clean cut. And if they buy the house next to you, that's fine because they're going to keep their lawn nice. They're not going to play loud music. And they're not going to uh, open up a meth lab. They're just wonderful neighbors. They don't devalue your property. It's all good. We love Mormons, right? Except don't drink the Kool-Aid. They believe that Jesus and uh, Satan, Lucifer, are, are, are half-brothers. And so there was a plan to redeem mankind, and Jesus had a plan, and Lucifer had a plan, and God embraced Jesus' plan, so Lucifer rebelled, and he's now you know, anti-God and everything else. And so Jesus was a man who became God. So the idea is the divine. Yeah, Jesus is divine, but yes, yeah, so are you, potentially, and everybody else. So they, 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 Jesus is divinity, but that's, not, that's nothing to brag about, because everybody is, potentially. You're going to become a god, and you're going to have spirit wives, and you're going to have uh, eternally have spirit babies. I don't know if that makes all you wives excited and stuff like that. And by the way, you'll have a bushel full of wives. You'll have many, 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 and you'll have spirit babies, and you'll populate your own planets, and you'll be god of your own planets. So it sounds kind of like a Twilight Zone episode. So it, it gets crazier than that. Do they believe in the Jesus Christ of the Bible? No, they don't. Yes, they'll talk about Jesus. Um, more, uh, Muslims, uh, um, do, do they believe in Jesus? Because they'll tell you that they do. Yes, they do, but they believe he's a prophet, and not a prophet greater than Muhammad. You know, Allah is God, and Muhammad is his prophet. Jesus, he's another prophet, but a lesser one than Muhammad. Is he the God of the Bible? They would tell you that's blasphemy. Can you swallow the Mormon theology or the Muslim theology or the Jehovah's Witness theology end up in heaven. No. It matters what you believe. It really, really does. And this is what these verses are saying. Test every spirit. Well, how do we test them? Oh, I don't know. How about the word of God and the spirit of truth who dwells in us? You say, well, isn't it just your interpretation of the word of God? It's funny to me 
how everybody through all the ages end up with the same, pretty much the same theology. Now, some will say, oh, no, wait a second. I'm challenging you there. There are Pentecostals, and there are Calvinists, and there are Methodists, and there are et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I will say that's true. I mean, obviously so. But, like, I would look at my Pentecostal brethren and brethren, I would call them, and the things that we disagree with, you could fit them all in a thimble. I mean, I, there are things. I mean, yeah, and you're never going to find somebody who you agree with 100%, including yours truly. There's some people who sit there and say, yeah, you know, Adam, he's already he's good, except, and then they'll have their, yeah, I, I get that. And I'm not saying that I'm speaking everything I say is, listen, put your brain on a shelf. If I say it, believe it, and shut up, and that's all they say. Have I ever said that? I haven't even joked about that. Bring your Bible. Be a Berean. Study. Show yourself approved. And if you come up with something that's slightly a little bit different, we'll talk about it. We'll have that discussion. You believe Jesus isn't God. You found the new verse that stop. Because at the end of the day, you remember, like I said, Assembly of God, I said uh, Pentecostal, but Assembly of God is a branch of Pentecostal. Chuck Smith's from Assembly of God, right? I'm not going to sit there and badmouth them. They're brothers. The, the things that we kind of might dif- disagree on a little bit, yeah, sure, sure. But the big things, the main thing, like, like you could say the apostolic creed. You know, a lot of different people can say that without blushing and say, yeah, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You, you cite that when you were a little kid. I did in my church. And that, that kind of like shows us that we're all on the same page. Why? Because the Spirit of God is leading. And yeah, there'll be some stuff that we'll write books about. We'll have our our club and our camp and our way of doing things. But this is. But he doesn't talk about. You know, some people believe that you should speak in tongues, and some people believe that you shouldn't. He's not talking about that, is he? He's talking about Jesus is the Christ, and he came to this earth to redeem mankind. That's what he's talking about. You're against that. Well, that's the spirit of Antichrist. We have heard that it should come, and even is now already in the world. You're of God, little children, and you have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And let's talk about that. How many of that was like one of your favorite verses, and you quoted a lot? Is that like, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? In this context, he's talking about them. Greater is he that is in you, the spirit of God, than he that is in them, the spirit of Antichrist. That's the context. Is the spirit of Antichrist and everyone is not? Okay, are you saying, Adam, that I have the spirit of Christ or the spirit of Antichrist? No, I'm saying that the Bible says that. So I'm passing the buck. Yeah, pretty much. You, good, you were paying attention. <laughs> I am saying that. I, I am definitely saying that. I'm saying that the Bible teaches that. Saying, well, that's not very nice, but it's very helpful. I was religious and I was had the spirit of Antichrist. I believed that I was going to earn salvation. That's exactly the opposite of what Scripture tells us. It's the exact opposite. And I was going to hell. I'm glad somebody upset the apple cart in my little world and told me truth. Did it hurt? Was, it, was there like indignation? Of course there was. And then I got saved. And I realized, my goodness, that guy is right. And I, I, I tell you, I, I've always said this, you know, I'll tell you about my salvation. I'll give you a little snippet. Someday I'll tell you the whole deal. 
I, when I pray and I ask Christ to come in my heart, the Holy Spirit of God kind of came into my life because Scripture says that. A lot of you guys know what I'm talking about because you've, you've, you've witnessed that. And then I, I, I say it like this. I felt like I walked through a door that slammed shut behind me that I couldn't go back through if I wanted to, and I didn't want to. Like, I was a new creation. Something serious happened inside of me. Just no no return. It's called the Spirit of God. He came, he invaded my life. He made me a new creation. Think of what I'm saying. Like, I learned some new mannerisms. Stop it. A new creation. You know what the Bible, it, it means new creation. That old me, that was destined to hell. It's new improved, loving, moral version. Sue will tell you, amen, that was a good thing in our marriage. Let's keep moving. (laughs) You're of God, little children. You're of God. How do you know that? You've overcome them. You know, I, you know, somebody's telling me, well, I still believe, you know, in all the stuff I used to believe. You know, I believe that I could work my way to heaven, and now that I'm a Christian, I still believe I can work my way to heaven. No, that, no, no. And again, you might be sincere, but no. No. It, there's nothing in Scripture that, that says that, 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 that says that that's, you can maintain these old ways. As a matter of fact, I, I wish I knew the verse. I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Somebody check that on me. It talks about the type of people who live a certain way that they don't inherit the kingdom of God. Does anyone know that verse right off the top of their brain? Okay. <laughs> you could look it up and tell me, but that's <laughs> another thing. It, it's talking about people who are like uh, sexually immoral and liars and this and this. Don't think you inherit the kingdom of God. You don't. And said, such were some of you. You guys know the verse I'm talking about. I was. I was those things. I'm not those things. Why? Because I rehabilitated myself. No. The Spirit of God came into me and made me a new creation. And those old things, they lost their taste. They lost their flavor. Show me a Christian who's trying to live in the world and live for God. And I show you somebody who's just mostly miserable all the time. Let's keep moving. Okay. Six, nine... I, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I said First Corinthians 6. Good, thank you. I'm going to go there because I think this is instructive, right? Because I, I, listen, I believe what I believe, and I, I used to be like a homosexual, and I used to be, uh, you know, all these things. And uh, Verse 8, Nay, you do wrong and defraud, and that your brother. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, any, any question? Sex sin, fornicator. Nor idolaters. God is number one or something else is. Nor adulterers. That's a certain flavor of sex sin. You're married. Nor effeminate. Nor abuses themselves with mankind. Uh, can I tell you what that says in the original language? Perverts and homosexuals. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Well, I used to be a homosexual and I got saved. Now I'm still a homosexual. Uh, no. 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 Wrong. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Don't, don't be deceived. Well, I'm doing all these things. Well, guess what? You're on the outside looking in. The, 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 the conversion hasn't happened. 
and such were some of you. Praise! He can take the prostitute and make her pure. He can sober the drunkard. He can, he can, you're covetous. You, you want everything. And he can give you and, and satisfy you with his blessings. He can change your heart. He can make you a new creation. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. That means set apart for holy purpose. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The Spirit makes us a new creation. Jesus Christ justifies. What does it mean to justify? It's just as if I'd never sinned. He takes everything you've ever done, pays for it on the cross, you're free. 100%. You say, well, I sinned since then. That's paid also. Back to 1 John 4. You have the God of God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Isn't that a wonderful verse? Well, you know, these false doctrines, they come up all the time, and I evaluate them in the word of God, and I don't buy into them. Why? Greater is he that is in you, the spirit of truth, than he that is in the world. It goes back to, listen, like, did God really say, hey, Eve, 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 come on, come on. Did God really say, it all goes back to that. Hey, wait, maybe he didn't say that. And so we bite into the apple. Well, our late grades did. And now we think, where is God's knowing good and evil? i got to clue you in. You don't. You don't. We know good and evil from this book. We don't look internally. We don't look into our hearts and come out with what's right and what's wrong. The Word of God tells us what's right and what's wrong. And it's incumbent upon us to believe what's right and what's wrong, not, not to tell God, oh, you're, you're old-fashioned. You've got to change with the times. This is how it is now. Um, I hope this is offending you. No, I mean, I mean really, I don't, I don't try to offend. But I don't want to like, tell you, this is wonderful. Just keep believing what you want and go to hell. I was offended when I heard the truth. It, that's what it does. I don't try to be offended. You don't know, go to church like, God, just let me offend them. <laughs> I don't. But if it does, you get it. You understand it. And it's working. It's doing its job. Praise God. They of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Have you read Facebook? Any crazy... Okay, you know the, the newest one. The newest one. Pedophilia is just a, just an abnormality. It's just a little bit of a disease. You know, but... That's step one, slippery slope. We've seen it before. Wow. Think, kids, really? Children? Sex objects? Really? Really? Hey, stay tuned. You'll see it more and more every day. If you're hearing it, you're sensitive to it. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. How else to say it? But can you change teams from the ones who don't hear God to the ones who do hear God? Praise God. It's called salvation. <laughs> happened to me. Happened to most all of you. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can, you can. It's a reversible jacket we're wearing. Team Satan, go Lucifer. And then we're like saved. And no, Lucifer, that's crazy. And we're like, yay, Jesus, he's awesome. It, it's happened to most all of us. And it's and it's wonderful, but you, you're talking about somebody. I don't, Adam. Whatever. We're of God. 
And he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. I'm just reading the verse. And hereby we know that we have the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now let's just wrap it up here. Let's land this plane. I just want to say this. Sometimes scripture is offensive. I don't ever want to offend anyone, but it's it's good that people get offended by the truth. And if they're on the outside looking in, you, you have to tell them. I think sometimes we try to really whitewash or try to tone down so we don't sound so hateful. I don't never want to sound hateful. Guess what? The truth is in your face. It's it's radical. It's there. It's like and sin banal. Oh, let's all let's all live with each other before we get married. Yawn. Well, how would you know? You can't, you can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, buy a car before you take it out for a test drive. Yawn. Wow, aren't you radical? The truth is radical, and it will set you free. And it's on a whole different plane. The spirit of truth isn't marching lockstep with the spirit of the world. And if I, if I sound like some crazy man, that's because we've drank the Kool-Aid to a degree and we bought into what the world's selling. If I if I was sit, sit and say, you know, Bible teaches that homosexuality is wrong, and, and I was like, oh, that's shocking. <laughs> did we did we drink the Kool-Aid? Come on. That's all I'm saying. And Christians are leaving wholesale churches. And Jesus said that in the end times. People would depart from faith. Timothy said that. And he said at the end times, the love, the agape of many will grow cold. Is that you? Listen, you have some business to do with God. Let's Let's stand and pray, and I'll leave you to your own. But if you need prayer, you know, at the end, we'll be up here. So let's stand, and we'll we'll pray, and we'll worship God. Hard words, Lord, you've overheard. And you know you know my heart. I don't want to be combative. I don't want to be confrontive. I want to teach your word. I just want to release the lion. And Father, we praise and thank you. You've made us new creations in Christ. Thank you for this great salvation. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon, upon you and give you peace. Amen.